Sir, we're approaching a podcast. It's part of the Legion Academy Collective called Dice Time. That's it. Bob Swaim and Ben Jetrin are there. Uh, my lord, there are several Star Wars Legion podcasts. It, it could be any number- That is the one. Admiral, set your course for Dice Time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dice hey, Time. Hey, 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 hey. Stop, stop. Dude, dude, keep it down. Oh, right. Sorry. All right. Welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Jetrin. I'm Bob Swain, coming to you live from aboard the ISD Equalizer. So, so Bob and I have jumped through a ton of hoops. Uh, we're secretly undercover aboard an Imperial Star Destroyer. Hey, hey, hey. Duck, duck down. Duck oh, down. Hey, Stormtroopers, hold on, hold on. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just didn't want to get caught you know, okay, at the yeah. beginning of our mission. We're good. I mean, we've got these we've got these officer uniforms on now. We should I know, be okay. Still, that beard is not regulation. Oh, it's true. Neither is yours. I know. All right. Well, we've been on board for a few days now, and now seemed like the best time that we could get a signal through for the show. Yeah. These rebels that have tasked us with, with, with busting out a spy of theirs we, that got captured. What the heck is that about? We never get captured. Why, why, why do they all the time? It's good money, though. Um, they're they're going to gonna be doing some interrogation on them soon, and well, we don't know if, if, if they can take it or not. Yeah. She, uh, she's also my girlfriend, Trista Walker. And hopefully we can get a few words with her before we uh, bust her out. Very good. Skywalker? Did you say her name is Skywalker, by the way? No, no, just just, just Walker. <sighs> we got a lot of weird family tie-ins in this galaxy, and I just don't want to have to deal with that. That's that's a mess, mess up deal there. Yeah, you said it. Uh, we're also going to talk about games that we played recently, and uh, some of them in, in our hobby section. Uh, we got some stuff that we're going we've been doing with our clones, and some runes, and some other stuff. So it's kind of cool. Wait, 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 Bob. I'm intercepting an Imperial transmission right now. Oh no! We'll read it. It looks like it looks like they're going to be investigating the Legion Academy podcast. I know they have. Dudes. Yeah, they do live shows every Tuesday night, and they have these amazing live tabletop games every Friday night as well for Friday night fights. We should probably check them out too. We can check them out through their YouTube channel at Legion Academy, as well as following their audio casts of their shows on all the other major platforms. Yeah, so they're on uh, YouTube primarily, but then they're also on Podbean and iTunes and Spotify. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, yours truly co-hosts on Friday Night Fights, so they do a lot of uh, really awesome stuff. Yeah, and, and, and they take care of us, too. They give us shout-outs, and we take care of them. We're all friends in the big, fancy galaxy. Uh, they also have this awesome Patreon where you can sign up and get monthly acrylic tokens. That's what got me started with them. I saw they had tokens, and they're really, really cool, um, as, as well as shirts, bumper stickers, and more. So check them out if you got time. They, uh, the, they gave out this time, they gave out deployment zone markers, which was a really unique idea. I haven't seen those in a long time, so it was nice to get acrylic ones because I'm still using the cardboard ones from the starter set now hear this we have officially organized a star wars squadrons discord made up of pilots from the legion community many members of the legion academy and legion facebook page are signed up and are using the channel to organize squads talk about the game and share highlights if you'd like to share squadrons with your friends in legion Contact Ben Jetron on Facebook, and he will make sure you're flying with us. That is all.
All right. Well, let's hop into this discussion before the next patrol comes along. So, what are we? Uh, what kind of? What I know you've played a lot of games recently, Bob. You wanna you wanna tell us a little bit about uh, what uh, you've been doing? Yeah, you've been I, I busy. Wanna, I want to start a game um, at the last uh, thing up at Atomic Comics. Um, and games and music and all that good stuff. The fun store, the greatest store in Indiana. Um, yes, I'm biased, but still. <laughs> they basically play once a month on the weekends. We get groups from Indianapolis and uh, Ben comes in from Bloomington and we get people from all over the state, Fort Wayne. Uh, Paul Watson shows up every once in a while. It's very cool. Um, and I happened to, to, to be playing the last time and drew one of my good friends, uh, Chris Hershey, and I'd never played droids against droids ever um, the whole time they've been out because I usually I, I, I judge and he's like, man, we never get to play. We didn't get to play at Gen Con. Will you play me a game? And I'm like, yes. So he had a, uh, a 500 point droid army, which included Cad Bane, who I'd never seen before and Grievous. Um, he had a sniper unit, um, those BX droids and a couple of just normal droid uh units i was playing fives and echo in their own uh, art groups of course I had rex and then i had two phase one troopers out there so i only had five activations um he placed his bane <clears throat> tokens out so i didn't know what those were about and he was explaining them to me and i'm like oh and he's like you really probably don't want to pick that one and i'm like oh okay idiot tell me where you're at no i didn't call him an idiot but i'm like oh okay so i ended up going the other end of the board placing the two arc units and rex and sure enough mr bane was there and uh, mr bane died very quickly so uh -huh. what you're what you're hearing about the arc troopers and combining fire is true the sad part <laughs> is with five activations i just burned two of my activations shooting at him and i didn't kill him um yeah. so risky he ended up business. getting yeah yeah it's, it's it's risky but it's still it worked out in my favor because i did enough damage that rex standing behind the art troopers actually got to take him down so he died the first round so yes some of the rumors about the art troopers are true they are a little bit powerful but that was three of my activations out of out of five um game went on i killed a bunch of droids back and forth uh grievous decided he was going to come try his hand at what mr bane failed at and um he didn't fail as miserably he actually got in and played played his card to where he gets to smack the snot out of everybody yep. um lost some arcs but uh in in the end i ended up beating him um and chris learned a lesson of don't put bane right up next to a deployment zone at range one to where people can get lucky and and pick the right the right one i never set his Oops. bomb off i never got his smoke and mirrors thing out and uh i pretty much decimated it was a great game though he said he had a lot of fun um he says we have to play again this month and he's bringing something to basically kill clones that was oh boy. Uh, yeah so i'm 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 looking to get my butt kicked except i'm going to play imperial against him this time hopefully he won't oh. hear this um <laughs> i know i know we play a lot of clones on the show um so i've been playing a lot of imperial just just to counteract that um I, yeah. We play at my house just about once a week, at least. My, my best buddy, Mike. Yes, you're my second buddy, Ben. But my best buddy, Mike, comes up. He lives closer than Ben does, or Ben would probably be there, too. Um, got my butt handed to me by a bunch of clones uh, beating up on Aiden. Um, I only had five activations, and he had seven. He just wiped the floor with me. So, And honestly to God, he did not use any standbys, and he did not combine fire, and he still whooped me really bad. So... Just on the other hand, you don't have to combine fire with clones to make them successful. Mm -hmm. um, we played our uh, last one I'll talk about is an 800-point game that we played last, oh, actually Monday this week. And it was a good game. It was pretty even all the way through. It was breakthrough, um, clear conditions, and uh, long march. 
it worked out. I was playing Aiden. Um, my buddy Mike had said, hey, what if you take two, uh, two sniper units, you put um, Del, Del Mico in, and you put Aiden in. So you've got four snipers, basically. And I filled it in with Krennic to where I could get two sets of death troopers in also. So I had four special forces units um, out there. And then I had a Hask. Gideon Hask was with a shore trooper unit. And we, we pretty much just made a line in the sand and we ended up winning but just barely it was a, it was a tough top fight it was a lot of fun it was a great game um most of my games with mike are great sometimes he's he just kills me where i stand and sometimes i kill him but pretty much it's pretty much equal and that was a fun game because we learned also again clones aren't invincible um they're not the end-all be-all you can win you just have to use the right strategy and don't let them get close to you and uh don't be afraid to move back and and okay i'm i like to shoot every round but sometimes you've just got to climb off the, off the top of the building to where he can't shoot you and and just in the activation there take a dodge and stand behind the building and that's pretty much about my three games they were a lot of fun like i said i've, I've learned Yes, I guess clones. In, in a tournament, probably clones are a lot worse because people really, really, really want to win. And these were casual games, but they were fun games. I didn't feel that the clones were overpowerful in that measure. Um, I imagine we're going to see them get 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 neutered eventually uh, before the tournament season starts back up. So it'll be really nice to see what they're going to do to them so us uh, diehard uh, clone players can actually prepare for it because right now everybody's playing standbys, everybody's playing combined fire, and it's not the way I don't think it's going to stay that way. It's it's very powerful. And that's that's my, my stories about how what games I played in the past month. Yeah, I will say to touch on the clone thing, it's not like a faction-wide it's busted faction and it's not even a arcs are busted faction or uh, like, like problem. I do think that there's some kind of, I think I feel like, yeah, it's like the standby castle. That's really like really, really causing a, like a meta problem because like I played Mike at the skirmish event that we had with my, with, you know, with my, with my janky fleet trooper only list and uh, I almost tabled him, and he had, and he brought arcs. I mean, he only had an arc strike team, and then the rest were phase ones and wrecks. But I mean, I I almost tabled him from from that. So I mean, it's not like it's it's not like it's a faction problem. Like it's still it, it they can still lose, they can still win. It's 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 I think it's just an inherent. There's something that they need to fix to make standby castle not a thing. Yeah, it's it's that's to me is is the big thing. I don't even think the combining fire because, uh, you know, with with their faction, it's so expensive. At the most, you're going to get unless you take everything bare. You're if you put any kind of extra weapons on anybody, rotaries or or whatever, it's going to take you down to probably no more than eight, eight or nine activations. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, you can't afford to to spend four of those activations combining fire because you're going right. to get outmaneuvered and yep. outflanked and you're going to get beat up on. You know, so you have to use it very sparingly. I mean, when it, when it works, it works. I mean, if you run your Anakin Skywalker or your Cad Bane right up to me, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to combine fire because I, I don't want shot by those guys. They can yep. do too much. But I'm not going to waste that on, on a group of you know Phase 1s with a Z6 that's hitting and missing just to get rid of them. I'm not going to waste it. I'd rather take a couple shots at them and maybe thin them out a little bit. So I think it all becomes in play on how, how you play the game and, and style and whether you're going to play that win at any cost attitude. And sometimes that costs you. Sometimes it's great, but sometimes it costs you. 
Yeah, I think I, th- I think fire support's fine. I think it has its own inherent flaws in it, so it's not. I don't think fire support is the broken part of. Yeah, like, it's, where it's a give and take. From. It's a total give and take. You, you right. get high high reward, but there's a high risk because if you blow it, you've wasted two activations, and the dice are fickle. I don't care if they're black or, or, or you know even even red dice are fickle. Yeah. So so I had one game, not counting the the fleet skirmish event which I'll talk about in a bit. Uh, but we had, uh, I had a game with my buddy, Josh, uh, my roommate, Josh, who also occasionally comes up to Muncie when he can. We did a game. I've been trying to, re- I have a Cad Bane list that I've really been wanting to do. That's why I was like taking inspiration and, and really gelling well with Chris's list that he brought to the skirmish because he was like, I want to play Cad Bane. And like that, he's the center of my list. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want to do with Separatists when we can do that. We need the generic commander before we can really do it. But right now, there's still Grievous Cad to run with. So what I had was a Grievous Cad Bane list that utilized two full units of the BX Commando droids and their Saboteur and Vibroswords. And I think I put Tenacity on them as well. So I made Cad Bane. We played Breakthrough and uh, Battle Lines. So we were on the, the long edges of the board trying to get through to the other side. And Josh was playing Aiden with two Death Troopers and a bunch of Stormtroopers on Veers. And it was a pretty solid looking list. And uh, it had a Sniper Strike team in it as well. And so he set up... Um, I, I divulged Cad Bane, which some people say is a trap. And I would... Uh, beg to differ. You just have to know what you're doing with it, and to do that, you're just going to have to use it a lot and get a lot of reps with it before you figure out where you're going to do everything. And I think there's a lot of really cool tricks you can do with divulging uh, Bane with his tokens. So I I set Bane up on one side of the field by himself, almost by himself. Like I put the Here I Am token like off to the right near a wall, and then I put Kablamo like in some light cover, uh, in some light area terrain, like in the middle of the board, thinking that maybe he thought I was going to put Bane there or something. And then I set the smoke and mirrors up, like in an advantageous behind heavy cover situation that thought maybe here I am is over here. I think that's the main thing when I'm playing Bane tokens is I'm trying to like make all of my tokens feel like any of them could be here I am. And so that's like what I tried to do when I was like trying to set them up to make it seem like all of these could be here. I am. I don't want to just like give you at bare minimum. I could put Kablamo out in the middle and you can just know that that's Kablamo uh, if you have to go down that lane. But if but at bare minimum with smoke and mirrors and here I am, I want both of them to look like they could be here. I am. And, you know, Chris threw me through for a loop when when we played our game at the skirmish event, when he played his main tokens. I was like, all three of these could be here I am. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we played through and I had um, Grievous and two. Um, I deployed Grievous and two of the commandos up along the same side of the board that Aiden was on. Aiden and some of the death trooper and the two death troopers. He deployed all of them on one side. And I said, you know what? I'm going to place all the commandos and Grievous on this side of the board, which was opposite from where Cad Bane was. And I said, I'm going to tar pit you by just running all these commandos into your death troopers, dropping bombs, popping bombs. His poison would be really great to get on death troopers. And then Grievous will roll in, finish anybody off. And then we're just going to all gang on Aiden. And 
Well, I mean, to without and then and then most of my B ones that weren't there. Yeah, I took a bunch of B ones instead of like B twos or anything just for points. But when we get the generic commander, that might change. I'm not sure. But we moved. Uh, I moved a lot of the droids to the side because uh, there was like a big mountain kind of formation in the middle, uh, and so it kind of split the board into two different sides. And the whole grievous commandos death trooper Iden battle happened on one side of the mountain, kind of isolated. And then the rest of the game happened on the other side. Bane got found. The only opposition that Bane really had was a sniper strike team. So he promptly shot that down with almost no effort and uh, moved on. And Josh ended up just like calling it like turn four because I had already killed both of the death troopers and Aiden. And he didn't have anyone that was going to be nearby to even respond to it, let alone get anyone to my deployment zone. And I could easily just walk Cad Bane in with no opposition whatsoever. So it was very, it was very decided early on. It was a very fun list that I'd love to do more of. Bane's a monster. He really, really is. That's why when when I, I kind of looked at what he does, but I didn't really you know study him enough. But you know when when Chris and I were playing, I kept looking at the card and I'm like, hand it to me, and I keep looking on. Oh, oh, well they gave him that. Well, that sucks, you know. And just back and forth and this and that, and and I'm like, all right, he's got to die. And and that was the the sole decision of all right, we're just gonna combine fire and and wipe him. And then he got through. He he saved like one point because I'm like, oh, he's only got five, and, or he's got right. white. He's got five or six, but he's got white dice. So I'm not real super scared of not killing him. And then he actually survived one of them. I was like, oh crud. So he did. He did get his attack in on my clones. He didn't do a very good job of of doing anything with them. And then <clears throat> my man Rex, of course, said, no, dude, you don't mess with my arcs. My, those are my yeah. brothers. And and put a hole in his head. And then kicked him to the curb and said, come on, Grievous, let's see what you can do. And and he pretty much went out the same way. So so there is a point, even with a five-unit five, uh, squad, to where you, you, you just have to combine fire and get rid of those. Because if not, if Grievous would have got another round, he would have probably killed all my arcs. Yeah. He may, maybe Fives and Echo would have been alive, but I wouldn't have had enough oomph to, to take him down. So I had to, you know, he was coming in, coming in hot. So you, you gotta, you gotta throw that bucket of water on him. And mm-hmm. like I said, he still got in and played that, that card where he gets to smack everybody and everybody was grouped real close together. So he got free attacks on everybody. Luckily Rex had moved just enough to where he couldn't see him. So uh, yeah, he'd moved out for some reason. I had moved him over just a little tiny bit for some reason when I saw Grievous coming. And then, uh, so I didn't get my aims when I moved Rex out, but I really didn't need him. Well, I got my tactical aim, but you know, I took one action to, to, to move, got my tactical and then, then shot him in the head too. But it was a really good game. I really liked playing against the droids. I had never got the chance. We don't have too many droid players up, up home in Muncie, but, uh, yeah, Chris. Chris did a real good, good, good thing with it. He he taught me to to yeah be be afraid of him because now he knows you know what what my clones can do against him. So, but I think I'm gonna play some some uh, some Empire this time Empire. just to change it up a little bit if I get to play. It depends yeah. on who all and how many and you know, if we have even numbers and stuff. And I know the store owner's daughters are are, are getting armies built for him, and I think they're gonna play most likely. So we'll have a few girls playing and. Uh, and and some guys and hopefully have a really good turnout like i said we're gonna we, we give away really good prizes he's got dice i know i'm pretty sure he's gonna give away some dice and some plastic cards and i don't know what all he's got in store he, he usually goes and does that while i'm running the games and then he brings them out and goes look at this and, oh these are cool yeah yeah i would i would play droids if i uh, as soon as i can get 
my whole list together. I'm wanting to see what the last missing piece is. I need to replace Grievous with the generic commander so that I yeah. can flush out the rest of the army. Because I, in my version of it, I want to play Cad Bane with three full units of commandos with Vibrosaurids, with the Saboteur, with Tenacity. Right. Tenac- Tenacity might be optional. But I want three full squads with Cad Bane, and then everything else can just be B1s, and then my generic commander, who... I might honestly, depending on how his cards, or not his cards, but depending on how his stats and keywords work, it honestly might be a better play for me to just run him, like purposefully run the commander out to go die exactly. so that I can promote Cad Bane because Cad Bane has three courage and having a three courage commander is awesome. And I will have, and I will have not lost much by losing one, one mini activation in a no, huge droid no. list of like 10 activations already. Mike did that. I killed his Rex, and it really wasn't a big deal because he had, uh, well, he had Padme out there, but he had fives. Was it fives? Yeah, fives. Oh, he throwed fives. Yeah, so, you know, he just throws it to fives, and fives got a three courage within, in a group of arcs, so it was like, oh, okay. So he's even actually better than Rex, so you're kind of like, oh, man, too bad you can't just make him the commander and go on, but... I, I believe Rex is getting a, getting a raw deal with some of the stuff that's coming out because it's like it's Rex. Why has he only got five hit points? You know why 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 this and that? But you know, why does Padme with her white armor have six? You know? <laughs> well, you know why does Pad why does Leia only have two courage? Yeah, yeah, Leia should have three. There's 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 questions like that that just happen through game mechanic, but I yeah. think that I think that they'll you know abridge some of the stuff that needs to get fixed. Like they could easily come out with like an upgrade for Leia. Like a card that's like specifically for like this can can only take on Leia only, but it like increases her courage by one. Exactly. I I think you can just pay a tax to do to cater those characters to different things. Like if you wanted to increase someone's health or their courage or something, like maybe there's just a tax. There's a there's a card that you can play that customizes that character a little bit instead of having to switch to a different character entirely. Maybe you can just tweak that character a little bit. It'd be cool, like Rex's armor upgrade, you know, and, and it gives him a little bit more courage and another hit point. Yeah, maybe. So, like, when he when he gets his phase two, well, his 1.5 armor. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. There's, yeah. there's all kinds of cool things that you could do there. But let's go on to maybe some uh, alternate sculpts and, and some of that good fun stuff. I mean, yeah, they could do a lot of, uh, they could do a lot of different character taxes to like change around the stats and stuff you know that's a conversation that we could totally just sit down and have right now oh oh, oh crap lord vader we were just uh, um uh we're calibrating the the hydro uh, engines yeah the rebel prisoner has not yet been interrogated and the officers in the detention block are not responding I sense that there's a rebel plot at work. Well, I mean, I I haven't seen any rebels aboard the... (laughs) There are rebels aboard. Do not test my patience with doubt. (sighs) Uh, what, What would you have us do, my lord? Report to the detention block and interrogate the prisoner. When I find out where the rebels are hiding, I will personally see to their immediate execution. <clears throat> of course, Lord Vader. Dude, I swear he was gonna kill you. That would have been so funny. Oh, I mean, God. I mean, sad, sad. That would have been sad. 
Oh, I thought he was going to kill me too. Okay. All right. Let's. Oh, all right. Let's go get Trista. Okay. Trista, there you are. What are you guys doing here? We're busting you out of this hole. But first, we need to get the uh, intel that you gathered. Yeah, we can. We we have some tech with us. We can transmit it to Rebel HQ right now. Just you know, in case escaping turns ugly. And it always turns ugly with us. Okay, I guess, but uh, we should act fast. What do you need to know? Well, you know, we had a we had a few questions just about you know general uh, you know general Star Wars and whatnot, and you know you and your uh, history with it. So, like, when you initially started. Or like like the first time that you were introduced to Star Wars versus where you are now, like how that how has that like perception kind of changed? Like, I know you weren't always like the, at, at the fan level you are now, but oh, like, not at all. No, not <laughs> but at all. but like uh, but where did that? So like where did where where did that start and like transition to where it was now? Okay, the year was nineteen ninety nine. The year was nineteen ninety nine. I remember my dad took me and my little brother to see Phantom Menace in the theater. And that was actually the first Star Wars movie that I saw. Um, yeah, because I was seven years old and I hadn't seen any of the original trilogy yet, actually. You saw that one before me. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw them all before yeah. you. Well, you don't count. That's because I'm old. So, it, so you saw Phantom Menace was the first one. And like, yes. how? so how was that? Like, with... You said with your dad and your brother? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember it being pretty cool. I had no idea what was going on. Right. Um, Jar Jar Binks was weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he still haunts my dreams sometimes. Uh-oh. But, um, no, that, yeah, it was definitely interesting. And I know my dad, it was something my dad really liked. So I wanted to, you know, find out why he liked it and... My brother, even though he was a few years younger, he he really loved it. Yeah. And um, he Darth Maul was his homeboy. So. <laughs> so from what you saw back then to now, do you think Phantom Menace was really as bad as everybody thought it was? Or from your perspective, is it just it was made for children and all the adult kids like me and me and Ben went and saw it and we're like, man, that ain't exactly what we were expecting. What was your fresh mind experience with, with that compared to now when you know probably everything there is about Star Wars with Ben telling you and talking to you about it all the time, probably. So I, like I didn't have the history with it back then. So it, it didn't mean that much to me. I just thought it was like, a cool right. movie with like you know cool lightsabers and yeah um, pew pew <laughs> but um I, like I don't think it's a bad movie I think after seeing all the other movies and the originals it's different for sure and mm-hmm. it's not not exactly the same type of vibe and I can see how like Phantom Menace and that trilogy was directed more towards kids but um I still think it's enjoyable and. Yeah, some of it might be a little ridiculous, I guess, but like I don't I think the trill like the prequels are fine. So now you've seen a little more a little more than that. But just a, just a little. <laughs> just a tad. So now you've seen all the movies and all the shows and I for I, I forced you through well, all Well, I still haven't seen that one. 
Oh, we don't. We're not talking about resistance oh, until yeah. it gets good. Oh yeah, we don't talk about that. Not we don't talk about good. resistance, and and we don't talk about the Christmas special. Oh well, I'll talk about the Christmas special. But... Oh, don't do that, dude. We ain't got time for that, tribe. We, we got we're... a segment. All right, fresh segment. Let's talk about the Christmas special. So, uh, oh, oh, yeah, we we're on a we're on a time. We're, we're in the cell. Let's get this thing yeah. going. This is not the, this is not the place to be talking about the Christmas special. Yeah. We'll go to we'll go to. Perfect. No one will listen to that. <laughs> anyway, um, so now you've like seen all the shows, and uh, was it was it because I forced you through it, or did you did you actually have the desire to? <laughs> um, you did not force me. Um, we started doing the chronological watch, which included some that I hadn't seen before, and you kept telling me like where certain shows would fit into mm-hmm. it, and after we finished that, um. You were like, we should really watch this before, like Mandalorian and stuff, and before the final film and everything. And, yeah. Um. So if I wasn't interested in it, I I would not have gone to the effort to watch all of that. Yeah, because that's a lot. <laughs> it it was a lot. It took us like a few months to get through Clone Wars, mm. um, because we were kind of slow in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think it was worth it for sure, and it's something I probably would not have watched like on my own. Oh sure, so. it was it was my it was it was me being being dumb me loving so much Star Wars that you were like okay you were just like Clone Wars but Clone Wars and Rebels but Clone Wars <laughs> you gotta love Clone Wars you gotta love Rebels I mean it's just it's it's awesome it's so much history of of that the movies couldn't take you. You know, to where it needed to go, so they had to do those to put you in in the right mood for everything else that was happening, and you could see the betrayal a little bit more. Yeah, to just the shows just kind of take you behind the scenes a little bit of like what else is going on and who else is out there. Now, I actually loved like all of the the filling in of all the details between what happened during that time period. Yeah, because I love with shows and stuff knowing what's happening. In that, like, off time that yeah. you don't see on screen. I like to know things. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many questions all the time, and I just want them answered. <laughs> As you know. Yeah. What really made it cool was with those last four episodes where you actually got to see what happened to Ahsoka. What happened to Rex. I mean, you know, you know they're both around because of Rebels. But that basically give you that filling in spot of where the hell were they during, you know, the, the whole incident at Coruscant and, and there. So to me, it was it was a very cool part of, of the history getting to know because Rex, of course, is my favorite and I love Ahsoka. Let me just say let me say something real quick. Go for it. We started watching Clone Wars while season seven was coming out. And then we were, like I said, we were kind of doing like a chronological thing. So we watched all the movies in chronological order. And then we started going back and watching the shows. So the first show was Clone Wars. And then she got the unique opportunity that not many people got. Because, you know, all the Star Wars fans went out and saw Rebels when it came out. Or saw Clone Wars, saw Rebels when it came out. And then now are going back and watching Clone Wars because it just, like the the last season of Clone Wars because it just came out. However, she got the unique opportunity of getting to watch the full series of Clone Wars before seeing Rebels for the first time. So oh. she didn't know that what, what was going to happen to Ahsoka and what was going to happen to Rex. No, I was so stressed out. <laughs> she was like, I don't know what's about to happen to them right now. Um, every it's... time we watched another episode, I was like, where's Ahsoka? Where's Ahsoka? Where is she? <laughs> 
<laughs> is, is, is Rex okay? Because you know I'm invested. Um, wh- wh- where the hell's Rex? I played that. I played that side of the coin. Uh, uh, where's Where's Rex? Where's Rex? <laughs> now we're playing it again with Mandalorian. Yeah, I definitely exactly. died in the last season of Clone Wars. <laughs> Everybody did. If you're a true fan, tears were shed. No matter if you're a guy, girl, kid, old guy, whatever. It was like, oh my god, this is so heart wrenching. Yeah, Ben witnessed that for sure. I cried a lot. <laughs> so you you started with seeing Ahsoka as a kid. And you basically, you got to watch her grow up over, over the seasons and become a, not a hardened Jedi, but, you know, go from being that, that little snappy smartass of a kid to someone who really cared about people and really became what Anakin should have become, become pretty much. Um, is, is that what you got out? Because that's what I kind of got out of it. It was kind of, it was Anakin's story all the way, but it was kind of a coming of age story for her. Because at the beginning, not many people liked her. Like, why well, they got this stupid kid in there? Anakin didn't have an apprentice, da 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 And by the end of it, you're like, oh my God, what happened to her? Um, yeah, that is actually kind of how I felt, which I learned from Ben was kind of a popular opinion. Um, I did not care for her that much at the start of the show. I mean, she wasn't bad. I just, I didn't find her that interesting. And I thought I didn't care for her, like, nicknames that she gave to everyone. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like, a couple seasons later, she was, like, my favorite one. And when she left the Jedi, I was, like, so upset, like, waiting for her to come back and have more storyline. And I was so disappointed that she wasn't in, like, a majority of, was it season six or five? Or... Uh, she was gone. Yeah, yeah, she six. was gone for a long time. Because she, yeah, she, that was yeah. it. Yeah, so and was I was just like, when is she coming back? I know she's got to come back. When is it? <laughs> And yeah. then you, you always had to worry about her during the purge because you didn't hear anything about her. You're like, did they kill her? Did did Rex kill her? Where's Rex? You I know, know. What happened to I, him? That's something I asked Ben so many times. I was like, well, I know she's not in the movies. so Like the original she, trilogy. Yeah, I was like, so she's dead, right? Like, she doesn't make it. And he was like, well, I'm not going to tell you that. But I was just like, I don't know. We have to see. <laughs> like, I had to be... Trista asks like a million questions while we're watching <laughs> that get answered in like a later episode or another show. And I'm like, just wait, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Whenever like she shows up at the end of season one of rebels, I was so excited. Yeah. I knew you were going to be for how much you loved Ahsoka during clone wars. I was and, like, I cannot wait until they reveal her in rebels because yeah, she's going like, to lose her mind a little bit before that too. I was like, well, you kind of like threw me off with it. Yeah, I had, dude, I had to throw her off because they started talking about Fulcrum, which she like it uses that name in like the end of seven and like se- or like near season seven. And I was like Fulcrum. Yep. Oh, that's Saul Guerrero, right? Right. Yeah. No, I said, I said specifically the first time they used Fulcrum, I said I immediately jumped on it and went, "Oh, Fulcrum, do you do you remember where you've heard that before?" And then you were like, "Uh, it sounds familiar." And I was like, or, or I was like, "Do you remember who uses that?" And she was like. Saw Guerrera, and I was like, "Yeah," and then just dropped it. <laughs> and you I was remember just like, what's Great. His name? What's his name was a, was a fulcrum too, the blonde guy that was was in Rebels, the uh, the antagonist for the first couple of seasons. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but that wasn't that didn't happen yet. That yeah, was that yeah. like the start of on, season one. Yeah, yeah I think Cor- of, Guerrera. Uh, no, you know who of, was Fulc- uh, was a fulcrum. That was uh, Cassian. Cassian went by fulcrum for a while too. Yep. He was he was a fulcrum too. There was three of them, pretty much. It was Ahsoka, him, and then the dude from Rebels. Well, this will well this will fall great. So, uh, Trista, your favorite characters are fulcrum, right? <laughs> all your favorite Star Wars characters are all fulcrum, right? I mean, I I did Loki end up kind of loving Callus in a weird way, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't expect to. 
like a full season before he actually is revealed to be working with them. I was like, man, I want them to turn callous. I want him to like go yeah. on, go to their side and stuff. And um, there was that episode with like him and Zeb when they were trapped on that like snowy planet. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I really liked their dynamic. So I was like, man, I just I want to see more callous being helpful. <laughs> it was cool because when they brought him back, nobody said hello or we're glad you're back or none of that crap. You know, and 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 Zeb got the 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 hero's welcome and and callous is just kind of sitting on his bench in his room twiddling his thumbs like yeah. oh yeah. nobody freaking cares about me so i think that was his actual turning point i mean that was cool so yeah, whatever i liked what, him what a lot in the end yeah he was cool so i mean i'm pretty sure so like your favorite characters are like ahsoka right and yeah <laughs> diego luna diego luna of course yeah <laughs> no, i love i do love cassian so him and Callus. It sounds like Fulcrum is just your favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess so, now that you mention it. Uh, Alright, so you have also started to do something akin to what I do, which is have these like little Star Wars stories that I like I like to like write these little short short Star Wars stories and then like I like to incorporate them in like tabletop games. Like I've run a Clone Wars campaign and I'm starting a, a an original trilogy uh, sequel campaign it's pretty cool um but so but but you also love to write i do i've read a lot of your like stories and stuff that you've written like both in the past and like more recently and they're just like really good thank you and uh yeah i'm biased but but it is really good (laughs) No, just a little (laughs) (laughs) but it is good um and my dad says i'm great (laughs) (laughs) uh you were and, and you were inspired by watching the shows yeah. Mostly Clone Wars, you were like, I want to write, like, a Star Wars story. So, like, you, we won't get into, like, too much detail because I know that you wanted to, like, kind of, you didn't want to, like, spoil everything that you had working on. But, like, can you tell us, like, what you kind of, like, were, what the mindset is working on that and, like, what you were thinking about when you wanted to write and, like, what you wanted to write about? Um, so, yeah, I kind of started having the idea for that back in January when yeah. we were still watching Clone Wars. Right. And... It was not that long after the like the last movie had come out, so we were talking about Star Wars frequently, <laughs> like quite often. Yeah, and I just started wanting to have like wanting to see stories of more like female characters up front. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know there's plenty of like strong female characters in Star Wars, but there are not a lot of stories it seems that are focused just on them I guess so I kind of started having an idea for a couple of like female lead characters where it's just mostly about them and then that coincided with a conversation that you and I had where you said you wished there were more stories um, where it weren't just like human leads and stories following more of like the alien races and stuff. So I was like, Hey, I could combine those together and make this like weird amalgamation of this female smuggling group. Mm -hmm. And there's like no humans really. Yeah. I think, well, I think there's one There's one in your like group that you made, but like like one of the least developed right now. Yeah. (laughs) This is a process (laughs) there. Yeah, it, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before, but I keep talking like, you know, Star Wars has so many amazing races in it, and there's so many characters that are from all the different aliens, but like, all the main characters for everything are always human. 
And I'm like, why are humans like the most quintessential race? And it's because it's the easiest one to like do hair and makeup for. You don't have to put in like, you don't have to do body makeup. You don't have to do weird latex stuff, but it's just like, but there's so many cool races, like make them main character. Like Hera in Rebels was a huge start in my opinion, because that was like, and like in Zeb, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, cool. Main characters that like are aliens. Yeah, and, like, Ahsoka. Exactly. It's just, like, these are, like, and, and they're, like, near-human races that you just have to do a little bit, too, but they can be main characters. Mm-hmm. Like, have a Miriallen main character that's literally just, like, green and some little face tattoos, and you're done. That's what I'm doing. Well, okay, yeah, and that's what you're doing. <laughs> but it's just, like, I'm just saying, like, you could do that in film and stuff, because yeah. it's super easy no, to yeah, do. Yeah, that would be really cool to see more of, because so many of the the races that you see in the shows would look so cool on screen, I think too. Right. Um, but it's, yeah, it's kind of like a new thing for me to be writing stories in a world that already exists. Yeah. That's not something that I'm used to doing. So I, I've been doing like, I've been doing so much research trying to make things as accurate as possible. Um, as you know, I'm, constantly asking you questions about the tiniest little thing because I want to make sure it fits and I like want to do justice to the world if I'm actually like trying to write a story that takes place in the world so yeah I've been putting a lot of work into it and it's kind of a long process but um yeah yeah and it's really fun to like play into what's already there like in, in a way it's a challenge but it's also like a fun challenge mm-hmm. to try and fit yourself your story in so that you can and i did this with like the clone wars campaign when i was playing it uh you know we the one of the last sessions that they did was uh the battle of coruscant like the space battle that was like this one like near one of the last sessions that they did um and you know, so they're in the space battle, and I'm like, oh, well, your ships go, and you're doing this, and, you know, then you're you're heading off to this ship, and you're doing this. And then you can watch the movie, and you can, and I can point to, like, scenes and, go, and, like, ships in the background and go, you see those ships over there? That's you guys. Or, like, that's what, that's where, that's what you guys did. Yeah. And there's another thing, I, I don't remember now, I think there was, but, but I do stuff like that, because it's really fun to be able to do that with your story, like, to be, oh, well... During the time that this was happening, my story takes place. Yeah, and reading the the short stories that you've written about Star Wars have, like, they, they definitely inspired me to do that. Yeah, because it's like, fun. I was like, hey, I, <laughs> I can do that. I want to do that. Yeah, because <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to, like, try and, like, fit it in and make it, yeah. and make it flow and be like, wow, you know. Not sure what I'm going to do with it. I've really only had, uh, like, two readers so far. <laughs> well, you know, once it's, like, all said and done, I think we have a, I think we have a platform that uh, Star Wars stories might be going to soon. That would be very cool. So recently you've been pushed even further over the edge <laughs> of, uh, of, of Star Wars, and you've had to, uh, you, you decided to try Legion. Yes, I have tried. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you, 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 I, you, you did better than I did at that event. But I mean, um, that was not skilled. <laughs> uh, neither's mine. You know, I, I look at my invite. My invite wasn't skilled. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, very lucky. I'll both of yeah. you. Very lucky. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, you, you know, 
we we played a couple games before we did the skirmish event last month in September at uh, Muncie. And you've been coming with me to those events for about a year. For about a year, yeah, for a little for a while, uh, just to and and you just go to hang out and yeah. just kind of hang out and you talk to Bob and you've met you, you you've met Bob and you met some of the other guys that go there and you know you haven't played or anything, but like there was the desire to try playing as well and see you know how that goes and so what we did was we i we we, we kind of set up we're like oh well, let's do a skirmish event because skirmish is smaller and i believe and you might feel the same way opposed to the 800 point that skirmish is a much easier intro game yeah i have found it to be a little less intimidating so far um like the shorter games because i'm Still working on getting a like fuller grasp of it. Yeah, so you, we set you up, with, or I set you up with, uh, since he since since he had just come out and he is probably your favorite character in the game right now. I set you up with Cassian and K two. Yeah, they're my boys. And uh, we, uh, I, I, I whipped up a five hundred point Cassian and K two list, and uh, we we practiced for a few nights and just tried some tried some games out, and you you got. I, you got the hang of it. I mean, I beat you both times. That's true, you did. And um, you know, I play I played Empire just to have thematic matches, and you know, <laughs> I don't really I don't really know Empire that well. But then we went to uh, then we went to Muncie, and we went to the event. And uh, like, you want to just you want to just tell us a little bit about how like how your experience with that went. I mean, it was good. Um, I I was definitely, like, nervous. Like, I'm kind of an anxious per- person by nature. So, like, trying to do something that I don't fully understand yet, um, I find to be kind of nerve-wracking. And I I like to know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, it, it was out of my comfort zone, for sure. Um, but I'm glad that I did it. I, like, I didn't... Um, I don't think I did that great. But you did I, fine. You I did perfectly fine. I mean, you did... It, like I said, I... So I got, what, seventh in, like, an eight-person tournament? Yeah, you sucked. You sucked totally yeah, I bad. Sucked. <laughs> I, I, I want everyone to know that it was not due to my list. Because I, I went one and two. And I completely dominated a clone list with arcs in it. And then the the third game that I had went all the way down to the wire, and there were two lucky B1 battle droids that crit on Princess Leia, and that gave my opponent the win. Uh, but otherwise, that that game was ridiculously close. And then the first game was uh, Paul Watson and his and his wicked armor skirmish list. That if you if you listen to Legion Academy and check them out, they had a they just had Paul on recently, and they talked about his skirmish list that he played and. Uh, my my fleet troopers were not prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of stomped on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did somehow manage to get fourth, I guess. But I kind of wish I would have gotten fifth, so I could have gotten that sweet cup. Oh yeah, so I got sixth <laughs> because we were we were separated by one place that Chris took, <laughs> and Chris was the one that got that cup. And we were both like, man, if you did a little bit worse or I did a little bit better, we would have had that cup. That was Chris was really happy with that cup. cup. Yeah, because uh, Atomic Games likes to give out, like, random... They pick, like, random places, like, down the line, and they'll give out, like, an extra Star Wars gift. I thought that was going to be, like, a first-place cup. 
No, man. Yeah, no, no. For everybody. You don't have to win the whole thing to get cool stuff. We, we, we hand out a lot of prizes, and they're all good. But, you know, and, and first place will get a little bit more probably game-related stuff, like classic cards or dice or something like that. But we try to take care of everybody, and he does that with all the tournaments. If you go to a Prime, he's always got some sort of extra Star Wars stuff. Cups, uh, posters. Oh, yeah. I, I ended up in an Vader head poster one day. It was cool. First and second this time, or in September, got the the clear red dice. Yep. Uh, we have a whole bunch I was like, man, I haven't seen those in so long. I didn't know you still. Oh, my God. And then we have a bag, uh, of, we have a bag of them to give out. We'll be giving them those out uh, on the 24th, oh, I, think. So, I think. All right, everybody. You know what to do. Head to Muncie for the Like, start coming to Muncie, man. Like, Atomic Games, Muncie, Indiana. They... We we throw on a good show. We we have good swag. He, uh, Slade's actually gone out and got. He's only got one at the moment. They shorted him one, but he's getting some new kits. Um, I, I know this one has some cards in it for uh, skirmish games. They FFGs looks like they've started printing those out. We've got some. Uh, we've got a bag of red dice, so I don't know how he's going to hand those out. And then we got some plastic cards, which I'm going to leave as a surprise to what they are. But they're they're really cool. I'm. I'm I'm definitely going to want one of those things. So if you win, we'll have to talk. So earlier you were kind of talking about how you were a little stressed and like outside your comfort zone. And I know that like part of that came from not having like a full grasp on Legion, like as you put it. But, uh, you know, you were also like the only woman in the room and like wargaming as a whole by demographic is like predominantly male hobby. So like, did that play into like some of the stress you were kind of feeling like that day? Um, I would say yes. Um, for me, at least, being the only woman in a room anywhere always feels a little nerve-wracking. So that's always going to play a part. Yeah, I can definitely understand how like being the only woman in the room definitely would carry its own like inherent stress. Um, are there things that like a community can keep in mind and do to like ease, you know, some of that stress and kind of like make you feel more welcome? Yeah, I think that there are. Um, I don't need men or people to accommodate for me just because I'm the only woman in the room. But I do expect for them to respect me, like, and have the same level of respect for me as they would their other people there. Yeah, that's definitely something that I, I feel like should be done. Is there, um, are there, like, specific examples that you've had at other events or other situations where, like that sort of happened to you? I mean, I've definitely been in situations before where I've been the only woman in like a group of men and they make the same kind of jokes that they would make if it was just like them and their friends that maybe aren't appropriate jokes to make around women that you don't know very well or at all. And that can make me kind of feel uncomfortable and maybe make me not want to go back to the same place if that were to happen. So I think just kind of being mindful of the things that you say around women and just, just keeping in mind those things. Yeah. Cause I think that that's definitely something that uh, communities can do in order to uh, make sure that anyone who comes in and any woman who comes in feels welcome to come back. Yeah. Just keeping that in mind, like watching what you say is, definitely going to make them feel more welcome and like they can go there and have a good time and feel comfortable enough to go back again. And yeah, and if they're comfortable enough to go back, then that's going to help to keep the fan base expanding. And I guess that's what you want is 
for your game to get more popularity. Yeah, that's a, that, right. That's like exactly what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, because if you do that, you're going to expand the fan base of the game, let alone and like also your community. And yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. Like, I will probably never be a competitive player, but I like to play casually and would like to go to more casual events sometimes. And I would prefer to go back to communities where I know I feel welcome and comfortable around the people there. Yeah. And that's, and that's totally, that's totally the idea. And that's absolutely what I think needs to be, what's what needs to come across. Yeah. Cause I love, I love when, I love when you and I get to go to like atomic, for example, and we get to just like sit down and, like have we we get to have a couple casual games and you know it's a good time and I, I I think more communities definitely need to uh you know open themselves up and just just keep in mind to feel uh to to be welcoming and uh you know just to keep these things in mind. Yeah, that's that's been a pretty low key environment that I've enjoyed going back to and so yeah I think other communities would do good to do the same kind of thing and. To summarize, I guess, just don't be creepy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. I could tell by watching you that you were having a good time, especially when we played and you got to play Slade. Because Slade, Slade's crazy. Yeah. He's so much fun and to I, play. And I beat him, too. You did. You, you ended up, that, that's like saying you beat a four-year-old, but no, just kidding. Sorry, Slade. <laughs> I, I know. Um, like, I, I thought that I, for some reason, I thought that he was going to know a lot more than me, but then he was asking me questions and I was like, oh, this is a turn of events. <laughs> it was kind of fun because, because I told him, I, I went in the office and I said, dude, dude, Hershey's here. I got to go play Hershey because we never get to play each other. I said, I said, I, I want you to play Trista and, 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 you know, you guys are, are pretty close to the same level. She's just learning and, and. He plays. He plays so many games. He forgets what he's playing half the time. So you have to go back and remind him. So that's why I thought it would be a good setup for both of you guys because you could help each other, and you did. And it was a great game because I could tell he was having fun with you because you, you were you were beating up on him, and he was like, "Oh, here we go. Let me roll it." Oh, you got and we me. were both playing Cassian and K two. And it was great. Yeah. It, it was a thing, and you guys were just shooting each other, and it was an awesome sight to see. And like I said, the guys all 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 were welcoming as far as I know, if they didn't, well, then I'll go back and bounce some heads, but yeah, no, they were all welcoming. They tried, tried to, tried to do it. We had a great time. That was a lot of fun. Um, you, you learn quickly. Yeah. You learn very quickly. Yeah, I, thank I, you. I, 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 tried to, I like try to, to kill. Ben's That's habits. my favorite thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I try to try to, to take kill. Ben's ha- bad habits away and tell you, no, don't do it that way. That's not the right way to do it. But yeah, but no, that was, a I great know I, I did get some conflicting advice. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's because Ben uh, doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, Ben, Ben's, yeah. All right, Bob. One of one of us has a world invite. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we really want to go there? No, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time. Okay. Um, no, I will say. So uh, you played you played Rebels. Like what? Um, what do you what do you enjoy like in Legion? Like what is it like? Like obviously, like you know, you're not like diving into the deep end and like buying your own army and everything like we're kind of sharing this stuff right now but like what is it that like as like just a light player in it that you've only like played a couple games and like you're look you, you kind of want to play a few more and stuff but like what do you like about legion like what is it that you enjoy in it 
I know you um, said I like to kill things. I do. <laughs> I do like to kill things. I like to um, destroy other people's army. That's 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 really fun. Um, I yeah, I like the thematic elements to it, and yeah. I like. I like rebels, even though they die super fast. They're they're still my favorite so far. That's yeah, what they do. Um, not that I've played with a lot of other armies yet, but I I will try. Okay, let me ask you this: Out of the characters that you played, do they do do, do you think that they feel like they do in the movies? You know, is Cassian set up like you would expect Cassian to be set up? He's got, you know, oh, his yeah. gun. I, I think so. I, th- I think that yeah, because that to me is 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 nothing worse than getting in and getting a character and going. Why did they give them that? I think so. With with what I have played, um, the couple of times I've played Cassian and K two so far, I can easily picture like how they were in the movie together, and I can really get that vibe with them on the board. Cool. So so yeah, I'd say from what I've played so far, yeah. Excellent. That's that's. It's always a question I try to ask the newer people. What do you think of the, of the characters? Because sometimes I, I'm like, man, why did they get that? Or why did they get this? But, you know, for the most part, I think they, 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 they do a really good job. Davies and, and everybody at FFG, when they design this stuff, um, I'm starting to get a behind-the-scene picture of how stuff works from, from some sources. And it's really neat, all the steps that they go through. And, you know, sometimes you're like, did they even play test this? And, well, they did. And, you know, majority rules. And, and the guy designing the game basically says, nope, that's the way I want it to work. And that's the way it's going to be. So, you know, you kind of got to deal with that, too. Um, but, yeah, that's that's cool. That's a good. Thank you very much for that perspective. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Well, I think that's... Uh pretty much all we needed so uh why don't we work on uh, getting you to an escape pod all right men load your weapons blast them up oh, stormtroopers they've caught on to us we better get out of here right now i told you it was gonna get ugly crap all right uh wait a minute okay where's my pistol did you leave it on the ship no i had it right here in my holster somebody had to save your skins i'd love to drop troopers all day but i need to get to the escape pod all right. Good luck, babe. May the force be with you. Good luck, guys. Good, good luck to you. May the force be with you. All right. That was good. Um, what were we going to talk about next? Man, that was a lot of work. That was a <laughs> lot of freaking work. And uh, Now we got this ride back to the ship in this, this, this escape pod. What are we going to do in here? Um, uh, well, I, I, I actually can't get it started yet, so we might as well just go ahead and finish the show that we were doing and while I, while I get this working. All right. Uh, okay. So I ended up with three boxes of arc troopers and while I was putting them together, I decided to paint one set blue. Cause of course you got to have the blue five Oh first and anything that you do with clones. Um, so I got them all put together. I got the paint jobs, did a little bit different stuff on the helmet, did the uh, fives tattoo on his head. Did, uh, they, they, they give you a, uh, Jesse bald headed clone. Yeah. Um, so I went ahead and put the, the tattoo on him and then, you know, echo just looked like, like echo. So I've got them all together, put them in the different positions, set them all up like they were on the box. Um, and while I was building them, I painted them all blue. So I have, two, I, I have 14 
blue blue arc troopers that look relatively the same so i'm freaking out i'm like what in the heck am i gonna do to make them look different i moved the arms around a little bit on them to where they you know some of them have their guns up some of them are doing the rex stance with the dual dual pistols right. cowboy stance and stuff but i'm like man i'm never gonna be able to tell these apart so i did my old trick of of i made their bases different yep once once that all have the same base um which is the the it's a premium base that's got the pipes in the floor because then I figured out how to put magnets in them to where I can magnetize them. And nice. I'm looking at them and I'm like, this is just not enough. They all still look the same because all their bases are white and they're all uh, the premium bases. So I'm like, crap, what do I do? Because uh, like I put Jesse over there because he doesn't have a helmet on. I put Fives over there. He doesn't have a helmet on. But but uh-huh. Echo's got to be over in another squad because you can't play Jesse, or uh, Echo and Fives together. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take their helmets off, and I'm going to get in my bag of bag of heads, just like Venom said, bag of heads, bag of bodies. And and I put all actual heads, unhelmeted you know, okay. faces, on one set of five, um, of group of five. And I went through, and I did. I had to I already had two, so I ended up painting one head with the black hair, just like most of them have. Yep. Um, but the cool thing is, I made one with a brown hair. It's a real light brown. Mm-hmm. And I always put eyes. If 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 I'm gonna do faces on on stuff that I like, I always put eyeballs. So they all have eyes. They all have eyebrows. Sure. And I got I got down to the very last one, and I'm going through the bag of heads, and I get to this one head, and I said, "This one's different. What the heck's different about it?" And and it actually was from Rex. Oh. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna sneak a Rex head in here. So I put it yeah. on there. I I paint the head. You you know if you look at Rex, if you're old like I am, you used to have GI Joes, and they all had that fuzzy you know, flock hair. Yeah. And they all had that look to him. And, you know, Rex, I think they modeled Rex after that GI Joe because his hair is kind of that blondy looking, you know, crud. Yeah. So I painted I can, it. I could buy that. I, I ended up painting it that color and I painted this. I just happened to get a smirk because, you know, he's always got that smirk on his face and I got it and I put it on one of the guys that is, is, is uh, he's down on the ground. He's got, he's down on one knee and got the two guns in the air and the only thing that makes him not Rex is he's got the Arc Trooper shoulder pads. Rex only has the one. And uh, the pauldrons, I think, is what those would be called. Yep. But um, it's, you know, and I just snuck it in there. And I just set him like, I, I got a round piece of uh, metal tray that I carry all my stuff around. And I put him like fourth in line. So he's real inconspicuous. But if you look at, you know, you're like, well, that, that looks like Rex. Mike was like, did, did you put Rex in the arc trooper thing? Cause he yeah. is an arc trooper, but he's his own, you know, he's a commander. And I'm like, yeah, that was, that was Rex in training before he became, came captain Rex or commander Rex. You know, <laughs> he, he, he was, he was stuck in the arc program. So that's, that's him like in high school. <laughs> there you go. High school Rex. <laughs> high school Rex. There you go. So I got those all done Very and cool. I was real happy with those. So I stopped with those. Cause I basically I'm probably never, I don't know. I might ride snipers, but I'm, I know I'm going to run those two sets of arcs. And I still got another whole box of arcs, which I think I'm going to go with the red scheme because I usually do reds and then yellows if I've got the extra. So those guys, they got the arms. I, I really don't like the new arms. I, I like the pegs to where you can stick them in there and move them around and stuff. I find it really difficult when, when they're like two-handing a gun to get the arms exactly perfect and get it glued and get it all set into place the way I want it before it, yep. it gets moved around. So that's one, one thing I don't like about the arcs is the little knob that they put there that you put in the little tiny hole in the side of their body. I don't like that much at all, but other than that, they were pretty easy to put together. They were just as easy as in the other troopers. Um, I ended up doing some, uh, some of the, I got a, a box of Inferno squad 
they're, they're to me they're the most simplest thing in the world spray paint and black put the reds on them um some guys have been buying decals for their helmets which are kind of cool i just i actually dotted. just did that i just ac- so i accidentally bought decals earlier this week and they should be in relatively nice. soon i went in and i was looking at the decal order and i was like oh yeah i need to order this this and this and i was like i need to do that at some point josh what do you want you want this oh okay i'll just add that in and then i was just like looking at that order and was like yeah okay that's how much that would cost and then like my brain which this is a dangerous thing just automatically went through the cart went through checkout paid for it and it was and then like i woke back up when it was an order confirmation like email i was like Oh, I just ordered those. Oh well, I needed them anyway, so I guess I guess they're on the way now. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So hobbying wise, I recently also did a little bit of a alternate sculpt, if you will. Uh, so like you did a little bit of a conversion, and I'm also doing a little bit of a conversion of my own. Uh, I did. I was actually inspired. I knew I wanted to do this at some point, but then something you had said last show made me go. You know what? I could probably do that now because I have Clan Ren now. Is she um, flying? Yeah, I'm making a flying Sabine. Uh, That's I have, awesome. I don't have it painted yet, but I have it completely made. So what I did was I uh, I had to add some... I, I have her on the tall flight stand, and I have her like completely horizontal going forward. Her head is up, so she's like looking at what she's flying at. The dark saber is down, like she's holding it, ready to swing it at somebody. Still is out in front of her, like she's going to shoot at somebody on the ground. That's going to be sweet. And then I had to, I had to cut the legs around, and do some green stuff and glue on the legs so that uh, her legs didn't look because like she's taking that like step forward in the normal pose. Right. And I ha- and I had to cut one of them around. I think I left one of them. I think I left like her back foot that has like the step and it's kind of bent. I left that one and then I cut the other one to be like straight. And so, and then, so I had to do a little modeling work around the knees, but uh, it looks like once it gets, once it gets painted, I think it looks, it's going to look totally great. And I actually wanted to start on that today, but I never got around to it, but I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing that. And I'm going to paint her up as season three Sabine. And that'll be, I'm really looking forward to having that model done because that's going to be a one of a kind Sabine. And that is, it's something that like as a general thing that I wanted to like kind of talk to was like these alternate sculpts. So we have, and, and, and we'll try to keep this brief, but I wanted to talk to you about this, Bob. So like we have all these different methods of doing alternate sculpts in the game. You know, you can take, your own model, like I, like I, I didn't take anything else except for that flight stand from another kit. But all, but everything that I did to make a different pose for Sabine was all done with one Sabine and some green stuff. And then I got that pose. I got the flight stand from another kit, but that's something else. Um, you can do, the, and then like you did your heads and you made like their headless customization option. Like, there's different ways that you can make a completely different sculpt from what is normally what the sculpt looks like. You can do it within the own kit. You can borrow stuff from other kits. Like I have, you know, characters that have heads from other kits. Like maybe you have a rebel, like you cut one rebel's head off, like one of the rebel leaders. And maybe you put a clone trooper head on there. And now he's like an old vet clone wars vet leading the rebel forces. There's alternate sculpts. You can do like that. Uh, I've seen, I saw somebody, man, I forgot to get the name. 
but I saw somebody who made like a bunch of conversions with like he took a Jedi Luke and added Cassian's head onto him and made him like a different character. And it looks so cool. Or maybe it wasn't Jedi Luke, maybe it was Obi-Wan. But anyway, like the point was, he was like bringing stuff from different sculpts and kit bashing them together and making a really cool alternate sculpt for somebody. Exactly. And you can do that with a lot of the stuff. Like uh, the big thing I'm going to be working on eventually if I ever get done painting stuff, which that's never going to happen because I've got about nine boxes for the store owner at Atomic. And then I've got about nine boxes of my own stuff to paint that that's, I'm behind and backlogged. But I, I have an Obi-Wan Kenobi and a, a Boba Fett. And I'm wanting to do a head swap and a gun swap. And make Kenobi in the Fett armor, and you could almost do it probably with Clan Wren too, um, one of their sculpts, and make when he, when he went to save uh, Satine, yep. he had that the red the red armor on the red Maul armor on and stuff, but he had his lightsaber and a gun, and the backpack and everything. So I that's I ended up actually trading. I I had a Grievous model out of a. Uh, my starter kit and I ended up trading it back to the guy that I was trading so I could get the Kenobi to, to do the, the, the sculpt that I want to do with the Kenobi and the fed armor. And, uh, it's going to be amazing when it gets done. I've seen a lot of things like that. I think the most amazing thing I saw the other day is somebody had made one of the, uh, of malls death watch. So they had the red armor, they had the, 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 the right paint job. They had taken little pieces of plastic, and I don't know if they just cut them out of, of – you can go buy plastic sheets at, at Hobby Town, or that's where I get mine is Hobby Town. But he had made the horns on the helmet. On the helmets, yeah. And it was absolutely just – it was a beautiful job because you got to be really careful because if you glob too much paint or uh, glue on there, it's not going to look right. But he had somehow right. got, got the, 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 the glue consistency perfect. The paint job looked like it had been, you know, shabby together like it does on, on the actual picture. And, and you know, somebody had brought it up. If you look at that sculpt or at that picture, the flight suit's kind of a brown. It's not really a black. Everybody wants to paint it black because it looks cool. Or red and black, of course, is, it looks really good. But it's a brownish. It's kind of like almost a farmhand, you know, oversuit that, that you see farmers yeah. wear when it's cold, kind of like a Carhartt thing. Yeah. And uh, the guy had got that right, too. He'd got the exact brown. So, I mean, it was just dead on of the picture that they, they sh- always show. You always see where it's kind of got that action stance. And I'm thinking, man, that would be just really cool to put that together and and, and mod- get it all modded out because you, you've got the pieces to do it. It's mostly paint and then having the, the, the tenacity to be able to cut those little tiny head spikes out and get them glued. I mean, that would be tweezers and, and just a minute amount of glue to get in there and do that by hand. But you know, somebody's going to do it and they're going to get it exactly right. And they're going to put it out on the net and you're going to go, Oh man, I want to do that. And right. I think that's, what's cool about, about doing the mods is it inspires other people. That's the big thing I think we're saying is, is don't be afraid to, to go out and mod, um, use those pieces. Like I said, I got a bag of freaking just clone helmets, phase ones, phase twos, um, some of them are, are off the speeder bike guys save all that stuff. Don't throw it away just because you didn't use it. I mean, it, uh, Warhammer guys have been teaching this forever. Get a bit box yep. because eventually you're going to use it. And my big thing I'd like to see them do. And they did it with the phase two uh, clones is guns without hands wrapped around them. 
Because, you know, every yeah. time you look at the guns, they've always got hands and you've got to sand it down or clip them off there or, or do whatever. And I've seen some people do some really excellent jobs, but I, it, would it kill them on those sprues? They've got a little bit of extra space every once in a while. Put, put a couple of, of, you know, rifles like DC-15s. I'd love to have a set of DC-15s to slap on, the, on, on, my, uh, on my arcs. And something or, else you can do that helps with that is something that I wanted to talk the the other option I wanted to talk about alternate sculpts which was these websites and services and things online that offer just straight up like STL files and like resin prints of alternate sculpts for the game so like alternate Leia you know different a different pose for Vader like and all these really cool things so there's like there's Skull Forge there's um Mel miniatures, there's Darkfire Studios, and uh, one in particular that might interest you, Bob, is Buckethead Bits, yep, where they, just, they have a whole bunch of, yeah, they have a whole bunch bits. of clone parts, and they have some guns and helmets and stuff that you can, like, swap your stuff around, uh, so they're good for, like, conversions and stuff, but some of the other websites just have things that are, like, a different pose for Leia, or a different costume for Luke, or different both for Han, or, like, you know, things exactly. like that. And but. I think, and, and, I, and I wanted to say that, like, I think that adds a really cool thing into the game that, you know, that fans are coming together, both the game and Star Wars, and they're making these alternate costumes and alternate poses that are really, really cool looking and that are, like, people's favorite versions of the character and that they can print those out or have them ordered to them and, you know, however they want to do them, and they can paint those up like a regular figure and then use the cards that they got with when they when they bought the when they bought that character. You can use the same cards, but you can use that sculpt. And I think it's really cool that you with the or it makes it possible with like the addition of the silhouette. So like in a game, if I was playing you, Bob, at uh, at at the store, or maybe like at just a game between the two of us, uh, we could I I could lay down this alternate sculpt of like this my favorite version of leia or my favorite costume of luke uh or my favorite pose of han solo or my rex that i like to use your the rex that you have uh we can use those and i can and it's not going to by the new rules of the silhouette it's not going to affect gameplay at all it's still a it's it you're still shooting at the same shape you know it's this it's the exact same thing i can bring my I can bring my cards and I can but and they apply to the same uh like silhouette I guess it's a cylinder technically correct yeah but cylinder. like it, but it, it applies to the same shape I could have my Leia up on a flight stand honestly and it would be like I said the same uh and but the old rules didn't really allow for that so the old no. rules made it to where like any part of the model you could see you could shoot it so exactly it's just like that the the silhouette changes that completely and allows you to kind of do whatever you want with your model and make that and make, and make that still the same game mechanic wise, but you visually get to as a fan, enjoy your favorite sculptor, your favorite thing about the figure. And that's, what's cool about those stands. I wish they honestly would make them for vehicles and stuff like that. And then they may, I mean, cause sometimes vehicle, their question came up on the internet that, that was passed around a lot about a tank. Um, a, a hover tank behind a rock. Yeah. And and the, there was a lot of back and forth and back and forth. And, and a lot of the judges in the community got asked what they thought. And it was no cover. 
because of the way it was set and they hadn't discussed it before the game started that 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 rock or whatever was going to cover hover vehicles and and this and that so you know if there had been a flight stand for it which i know that'd be a huge flight stand it'd be crazy but you know that would have covered that but the flight stands in general are very cool especially with 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 the arcs and the mandalorians all flying around because who's going to put their put their mandalorians or arcs on a flight stand when it's going to be taller than everything and they're just going to get shot out of the sky. So I think right. that was really smart. And uh, we can we can do another little plug here for, for Legion Academy. They have a bunch of them on their website that they're selling. They're really cool. They've got uh, all the symbols for the different factions on them. So if you're looking for, for some of those, if you're going to go to the tournaments when they start back up after the virus gets done. And we the silhouettes get you mean. Go. Yeah, yeah. Not, if, not if, flight stands. <laughs> yeah, not, not the flight stands, the, the, the silhouettes. silhouettes. Yeah, so... No, what they I'd like a, to see it. What I'd like to see at some point is um, like a website or a service that like they like they have them for 40k. What I'd like to see them do for Legion eventually is like a bits dedicated website. Like we have the like Buckethead bits, for example. That's the closest thing we've got right now. But those are uh, third party. What I'd like to see at some point is like websites. Like Legion's getting to that point. I would like to see some kind of service that like just sells like the like the the fan, the actual bits. Like for a legion, like, like armor, I would, like helmets, different different right. Like helmets, oh, I'm guns. like and and it could be a parts missing thing. Like oh, I'm missing this snowtrooper helmet, or the snowtrooper didn't come with an arm, or my ATRT right out of the core rebel box didn't come with a handle. Uh, you can go onto this website and then like just buy that bit and be done. And you know, like they do that kind of stuff for 40k. I would love to see that come to Legion because then you can do you, then you can do conversions and stuff like that a lot easier. Yeah. And so, like, and 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 technically, you couldn't use those at like a tournament. I think there's there's some dicey rules going on there. Like your main sculpt has to be FFG, right? Yep. And they you have can to use, have to be FFG use... ones. Uh, they could right. be Imperial assaults. They can be Legion ones, but you can't go out and buy Skullforge or whoever and take to a tournament. Now, locally, you can do that at your local game store if your people agree and say it's okay. Um, all right. parties have to agree um, from a judging standpoint. But at the the big tournaments, uh, Adepticon, this and that, I, I actually ran into a problem with my... I've got an Old Man Rex sculpt that I like to use. Um, I usually just use it as a generic commander, and I make sure that the person at the table knows. And uh, I went to, to the head judge at Adepticon and said, hey, I got this for Rex. And, and they're like, you can't use it. Now, my Sabine, that was an Imperial Assault, I could use because that's officially licensed through FFG for right. them to use with their game product. But... Um, and I've seen some really pretty ones and some really, really, really nice, nice paint jobs and stuff. And I would allow you to use those at my store um, just because, but you'd have to tell whoever you're playing, hey, this is Leia, you know, just because, you know, you know and, and stuff. They'd, they'd know it was Leia, but they, you'd still have to say, I'm using this instead of the Leia sculpt for my Leia. And uh, I would be fine with it, but they will not allow that up at the at the things. You can bring them and show them to people and stuff, but you can't put them on the board at major tournaments. Right, yeah, it's it's ultimately a discretion, uh, a TO discretion, like, conversation that you have. You can say, like, yeah. hey, is this allowed? They can allow it or not. But yeah. I would say if you're, yeah, if you're going to an event, like an official event, I would say just in case, bring the normal sculpt in right. case you have someone saying that, no, it's not okay, and then just swap out that sculpt. So far, that, that... I've I've not come across a single person that has 
even remotely not been okay with an alternate sculpt. In yeah, fact, usually get, people, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, everyone that I've met so far in the community has been like, that is so awesome. Use that. Um, you know, I haven't really done it that much in a tournament setting, so it might be a different scene there. But, you know, we've so, had to do we'll, that with we'll X-Wing. I used to do a lot of, of alt cards for X-Wing and stuff, and I did one of Rindar's ship, and everybody loved it. They were like, this is the coolest thing ever, and everybody would carry it around. But um, they had an incident at one of the stores I was playing. Some guy goes, that's not a legal card. And the guy's like, it is a legal card. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, you know what it is. It's got all the stats on it. It looks just like the other card, except, you know, it's hand-drawn and, and it's beautiful because Bob Swain did it. And, and the guy's like, nope, not going to allow it. And the guy had to, you know, go dig in his car, find his Dash Rindar card, take it in there, and basically put it in front of the card that I'd give to the guy. So I told him, I said, so what you do is you just, you know, carry both cards, put put the the actual FFG card behind the 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 alt art card. So if you do get another a hole like that, you can just pull it out and go, look, okay, I got this card. I'm gonna leave this card here. You know, if you have any questions or rules questions, we'll pull out the original card and go here. And the same with the sculpt. If they really want to be, you know, killjoys about it. You just trade it out. You play the game with that, and you know the next guy's going to go. Oh, that's the coolest thing ever. Go ahead and play with it. That'll be awesome right. on the board. Yeah. So it's, it's just like a it, matter. It of... mechanically does not change anything. Right. As long as you tell the like person you're playing. Yeah. Right. So I don't. So I don't know. I don't really. I don't really see the. Uh, I mean, I could see like if you had a sculpt. If you were playing Luke Leia, and then you had like a male Jedi, and you were using that for Leia. And then you had a female commander looking character and you were using that for Luke. Like yeah, that, maybe then, then I'd be like, OK, nice. this is a little confusing. I'm going to mentally be thinking that that's Luke and that that's Leia when it's not. So it's like if you were like if and that's now if you were using the Jedi character for Luke and the commander version for Leia, like I'd be like, that's fine. But yeah. yeah but if exactly. you like did both of those around, I could see that being a niche case where it's like, OK, now you're playing with like my subconscious is going to think that that's that Luke mechanically Luke is over here and Leia's over here when it's actually swapped. Exactly. And and so that could be, so I can see that being an issue, but otherwise like if it's the same character and you're going to know that it's the same game piece and mechanically because of silhouettes, they don't change anything. I don't really see how it could be a problem. I, I think a lot of it has to do with just licensing and, and you know, Disney, you've heard right, and official, I'm saying otherwise, like if there yeah. were any opponent, that was going to say, no, I want you to use this. Like, FFG-wise, I understand why they want you to do that. But, like, an opponent who has a problem with it, I'd, I'd, I'm not sure where that comes from. Maybe we can talk to somebody and try to get that perspective. Yeah, because I, I don't understand it. I, I think whatever you're using on the board is fine. As long as you, as long as long your opponent is made aware of it, you know, and, and you might remind them the first time that you go, remember, this is Leia, all right? And, okay, yeah. cool. You know, or if they go, well, who is that again? Or what is that representing? You know, because, you know, sometimes in the heat of the game, you're looking around and you're like, I don't recognize that piece. Why is that on the board? You know, but for the most part, I've never had a problem with anybody ever, you know, even with my Rex being what it was, you know, even when I wasn't playing it as Rex, I was just playing it as a generic commander because they don't have old fat Rex in, in Rebels yet. So, you know, I, I don't have a problem. And at my store and events that I'm running, I don't sweat the, that that's that's lightweight stuff i worry about the the heavy duty you know this guy moved there did he move there who knows you know there's enough stuff to worry about judging that that you know does do they have the model that looks like leia you know does does she have does she have you know her snowsuit on or does she have her bikini on you know not my problem it's whatever whatever you want to do i don't care 
you know, I'm, I'm there for you to have a good time and, and to have an easy time judging stuff. You know, and so as long as my, my players are happy, I'm happy for the most part. Oh, at, there we go. I, it looks like I got the escape pod working. Very good. Very good. All I'm, right. I'm, well, I think we can probably see ourselves out of this, uh, out of here now before, before Vader finds us. Good because man, their food selection here sucks. It's all that slushy, vile, gray, goo crap that they feed. No wonder stormtroopers can't shoot anything. They're always hungry. You know, I, I haven't launched yet. Do you want to? Do you want to take up your food complaint with uh, with Vader? Uh, maybe next time. I'm sure okay. we'll run into yeah, him yeah. again before right. it's over with. All right, I'll go ahead and launch the launch the pod now and punch in these coordinates. But oh, wait a minute. Oh, the okay. The transmission is going to cut in, so we should probably wrap up here. Okay. Um, all right. Well, hope everyone listening had a uh, had a dice time with our show today. Um, we love hearing feedback. We love hearing from you guys in the community. And so far, everything I've heard has been great. Um, yeah. If there's more that you'd like to hear or any other kind of topics or discussions you want to hear about, don't be afraid to reach out to Bob or I on Facebook. We're both on Facebook. And, um, you know, uh, uh, as a reminder, I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Bob and, Swain. Yep. And uh, we're going to be launching. So, uh, Bob, buckle in. Yes. You guys have a great time. Stay safe, everybody. Take care of everybody and have a good time gaming. Yep. Go make today even better, y'all. <laughs>